Amen and amen. amen. Can you smile as you give? <laughs> Don't frown. It is well with my soul. And it is well with my finances. Smile. It's easier when you're in front here if people are smiling. I mean, if you don't believe me, try coming in front here and see how it feels. Amen and amen. You are all feeling good today? Turn to your neighbor and say, This is a Thanksgiving Sunday. Turn to the other neighbor and say, This is a Thanksgiving Sunday. Amen. Father, we thank you this morning. We pray that uh, you minister to us, that your word be inscribed, scripted in our hearts and in our minds, that today we will learn from your word and that we will grow in our understanding. For scripture says, in all thy get and get understanding. Therefore, Father, this morning we pray that we get understanding and we can move from one level of glory to the next level of glory. In the name of Jesus we pray. Can you all hear me? Good. If you have your Bible, open your Bible to the book of Luke chapter number 10, verse 9. Luke chapter number 10, verse 19. Luke chapter number 10, verse 19. This morning we are going to teach on how Thanksgiving releases spiritual authority. How Thanksgiving releases spiritual authority. My aim is that after this morning, m- most of you will not be so devil conscious that when you see or when anything happens in your life, you think it's a demon. That's being devil conscious. But this morning, I want to teach you so that you can come to understand that there is power or there is spiritual authority that re- is released when you give thanks to God. When you give thanks to God. And I hope by the end of the service, some of you will learn how to say, thank you, Jesus. Or say, thank you, Lord. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to act and become like someone with feet or something. You just have to open your mouth and say, thank you, Jesus. You can give it a try. Just say, thank you, Jesus. Jesus. That's all that it is. You wake up in the morning, you just say, thank you, Lord. You are driving to work, you just say, thank you, Jesus. To be, when you talk about thanksgiving, it, does, it doesn't have to be theatrical. You can just say, thank you, Lord. Amen? Now, the reason, is that's, the reason why thanksgiving is important is the reason why we have, like the choir when they sing thanksgiving songs or the psalms. There is a reason why they have to do that. It is not to excite you, but it is to release the spiritual authority that has been given to you. You have authority. Luke chapter number 10, verse 19, the Bible says, Behold, I give unto you power or authority to tread over serpents and scorpions and and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Nothing shall by, shall by any means hurt you. And Jesus also mentioned in, I think, Matthew chapter number 28, verse 18, after he was raised from the dead, he says that all authority in heaven and on earth and under the earth has been given unto me. 
And then that's the same authority that he has given to you to use. What this means is that what this means is that you have authority here on earth over all demonic forces. So then when something happens, do not always think that there's a demon. Or even if the demon is there, but you have the authority to counter that demon. Because the authority has been given to you. Now, the word authority in itself means you've got the right to use the power of God. That's, that's what it means. God has the power and he has given you the right to use that power. Which means that if you don't use the power, it's you who have got a problem. Now, let me tell you something. God is not going to come down from heaven to deal with your problems. God is not going to come down from heaven to deal with your problems. Because the power or the authority has been given to you. The Bible says in the book of Psalms, I think Psalms 115, it says that the heavens and the heavens are of the Lord, but the earth he has he given unto the children of men. That you then exercise that authority here on earth. Look at your neighbor, say, I've got authority. Now, if you read in the book of Genesis, when God created Adam and he gave him the earth, the Bible says that God limited his own authority. How did he do that? Because God is a spirit. And because he's a spirit, he can't function here on earth unless he has got a body. A physical body. That's why when Adam handed over his authority to Satan, God didn't come and then by force try to change or rectify things. What then happened is that later on we have Jesus being born with a physical body. And with that physical body, Jesus says that the authority has been given to me that I may deliver justice to the earth. So God requires a physical body in order to operate in, on earth. That's why the authority has been given to you because you and I have physical bodies. Is this helping someone? I said, is this helping someone? Now, how do you turn on the, this authority? Now, you turn this authority when you speak or when you make decrees or you make declarations. You are tapping into the authority. Remember, the authority is just the right for you to use God's power. The power belongs to God, but he has given you the right to use it. Now, because he has given you the right to use it, if you don't use it, then that's your problem. Now, coming back home, ESCOM has got the responsibility of delivering electricity to your house. But they will not come there to flip on the switch. You have to do it. I said, you have to do it. We are, we are in a situation where most Christians, they come to church and then they declare that I am the head and not the tail. I will never be broke again. And then they don't go out into the world and flip the switch. And then next December, they, are, they come back, they are still broke. They are still sick. And then we make another declaration for a new year. I mean, I was talking to Henry last week and he said to me, you know what? If I get to December and there is no movement in my life, I must quit this church thing because it's not working. It's not working. 
So what authority means, or every time that you make declaration, what it means is that you have got the power to go out and start flipping the switch and activating and working and using God's authority to achieve what you want to achieve in life. Say, I've got the authority. Say, I've got the authority. I mean, God wants you to live on earth like you created it. He wants you to live like you have created it. That's why he gave it to you. And because he gave it to you, your refusal to use his, that authority will limit God's intervention in your life. You can believe that God is for healing. But if you don't exercise the authority concerning healing, you will not see the manifestation thereof. You can believe that God is for prosperity. But if you don't exercise the authority relating to prosperity, you won't see the manifestation thereof. That's why then, from January to December, we then have Christians that have got no progress whatsoever in their lives. But they can quote the Bible and say that, for, the, for God wants me to prosper even as my soul, my soul prosper. But the guy or the person is not prospering at all. It's because you are not activating the authority that God has given in your life. Because if God has the authority, then God is the one to blame. If he, God, has the authority, I mean, when I grew up when people used to say, you know what, God is in control. Wait a minute. Now, if God is in control, then he is the one that's to blame for lack in my life. If God is in control, then he is the one that is to blame for sickness in my life. Because he is the one that is in control. But scripture teaches us that the earth has been given unto the children of men for them to possess and exercise God's authority in this place. We are no longer living a life of powerlessness. No more a powerlessness religion or life. We are now responsible for everything. There is no more blame game in life. You cannot blame anyone except yourself. Mm. It's been comfortable over the years to say God is in control. I mean, it's been comfortable over the years to say that I know that God is in control. You are sick, but you say, no, God is in control. No, you must exercise the authority that has been given to you. Because you are the one that is in control of everything. Now, when you exercise that authority, you better be careful what you are doing. Because if you start complaining and murmuring, you are exercising the authority to empower the devil to continue doing what he's doing. But when you begin to praise God and say, Father, although my right hand is painful, but my left hand is fine, I thank you, Jesus. Yes. I've paid two of my debts. I'm left to go with three, but I thank you, Lord. Because the same Lord that enabled you to pay two debts again is the same one that is going to make you three, uh, pay more, three more debts. So you've got to say, I thank you, Jesus. You just wake up in the morning and say, I thank you, Lord. Do not be dramatic about it. You've got to teach Christians about this. You know, you've got to be angry when things are... You know what, I think I've got to teach about it. You see, some of you must learn to be angry in life. And I'm happy Pastor T is not here so I can say it. I mean, some of you must learn to be angry. Listen, anger is good 
when it is not directed at people. Anger is good when it's not directed at people. Anger is, is not supposed it's not supposed to be directed at people, but anger is supposed to be directed at the evil works or anything that is contrary to the word of God. You must be angry about it. I mean, look at the Bible. The Bible always if you read the Bible from the book of Genesis, it always says that and the anger of the Lord was kindled. And the anger of the Lord was killed. He wasn't angry at the people. He was angry at the evil works that was happening. And some of you must learn to be angry at things that are going on in your life that are contrary to the word of God. If you are broke, you must be learned to be angry. If you are sick, you must learn to be angry and say, No more, I shall not be sick again. And say, Thank you, Jesus, for the power that you have given to me. To declare that I shall never be broke another day in my life. And you must become angry about it. But right now, I think over the last 200 years, we have, 200 years, we have had a church that is full of wimps. Somewhere, somewhere, the Christianity is, has been mellowed down. And people are no longer angry at the works of the devil. I mean, you see people who are sick and they're like, ah, you know what, I think it's, I, I, I've been given the spirit to endure and long suffering. No. No way. Or some people are not broke, people are in debt, you know, they're just mellow and says, ah, you know, God will provide. So you must learn to be angry at some, at some of these things and use the authority that God has given to you to declare and to go on into life and begin to achieve things that you want to achieve. You must be angry. Just don't direct it at people. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Just learn to practice. Say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Mm, thank you, Jesus. Now, so, now I'm just going to go to share with you on how you can use thanksgiving to authorize God or to tap into God's power and change your life or achieve things that you want to achieve in life. Can you open our Bibles to uh, the book of uh, Colossians, chapter number 2, from verse 6 to 7? Is anybody getting something today? Yeah. Colossians, chapter number 2, verse 6 to 7. Just open your mouth and probably we should just start by practicing. Open your mouth and say, it is well with me. It is well with my soul. It is well with my finances. It is well with my health. It is well well with my family. Thank you, Jesus. Mm, it is well. Let's let's uh, read in the book of Colossians, chapter number two, from verse uh, six to seven. Now the Bible says, let's look at uh, yeah. As ye have therefore received Christ Jesus, Lord, so walk ye in him. Uh, verse 7. Rooted and built up in him, established, established in faith, as ye have been taught, abounding, or in other words, increasing therein in thanksgiving. Did you see that? Now, the Bible says, thanksgiving 
establishes your faith. Thanksgiving establishes your faith. What this means is that when you are believing God for something in your life, and you pray and you say, I believe I have received it. Now between the I believe I have received it and there it is manifestation, the Bible says that you must increase in your thanksgiving. You might just wake up in the morning and say, thank you, Lord. Yes, you go and you lay hands on someone. You, went, you, you walk away and you say, thank you, Jesus. You increase in your thanksgiving. Because the scripture says that that helps to establish your faith. Now, your faith cannot be established without thanksgiving. Your faith cannot be established without thanksgiving. So every time that you, you, you are waiting or you are working towards something that you know you have prayed for, and that you know that after you pray you say, thank you God, I have received, it says that in between you must increase your thanksgiving. Increase your thanksgiving. This is the reason why we are always talking about thanksgiving in church. It's not a church gimmick, but scripture says it helps to establish your faith. It helps to establish your faith. Where am I now? Now, there's also something that is good about thanksgiving. Whilst it helps to establish your faith, it also does something to the enemy. That's why the enemy doesn't want you to praise God. Because he knows that thanksgiving does something to him. You see, if you are fighting an enemy that you cannot see, then you must understand how the system works. You must understand how the system works. Let's, let's open our Bible to the book of Matthew, chapter number 21, from verse 15 to 16. Uh, Henry, can you just keep a time, time check for me? Tell me when it's 10 minutes before. Matthew chapter number 15 from verse... Sorry, Matthew chapter number 21 from verse 15 to 16. Let's read what scripture says. And when the chief priest and scribe saw the wonderful things that Jesus did, and the children crying in the temple saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were so displeased. Interesting phrase. So displeased. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus said unto them, Yea, have you never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise? Now, this passage of scripture that Jesus quoted came from Psalm chapter number 8, verse 2. Let's go to Psalm chapter number 8, verse 2. We want to add what's written in Psalm, Psalm 8, verse 2, and Matthew 21, verse 16. Now, this is Psalm 8, verse 2. It says that, Out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast ordained strength. But in the other scripture, it says, Thou hast perfected praise. But in Psalms, it says, Thou hast ordained 
strength. Therefore, if you add these two, praise equals to strength. Praise equals to strength. And now, now, look what happened. It says, Thou hast ordained strength because of thine enemies. Thou might steal the enemy and the avenger. Or in other words, so that thou might paralyze the enemy and the avenger. So when you praise God, you paralyze the enemy. You paralyze the enemy. And when you paralyze the enemy... It gives you the strength or this perfected strength that the scripture is talking about. To be able to tackle things that you want to tackle in your life. Thou hast perfected strength. Praise will paralyze the devil. That is why Satan wants the praise for himself. This is why Satan wants the praise for himself. Because he knows that once you offer praise or once you offer thanksgiving to, 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 to God, it so displeases him. And if, if that happens, then it paralyzes him. Okay, let's look at Nehemiah chapter number 8. Still building on, on the same point. Nehemiah chapter number 8 verse 10. Say thank you Jesus. Mm. You're already establishing your faith. Say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Nehemiah chapter number 8, verse 10. It says that, And then he said unto them, Go your way, eat the fat, and drink the sweet, and spend portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord, neither be sorrow neither be ye sorrow for the joy of the lord is your strength now when you praise god you are tapping into the joy of the lord and when you tap into the joy of the lord scripture says and then the joy of the lord is your strength now joy is different from happiness because happiness is determined by your condition but joy is determined by what you know now, if you, if you know the scripture and then you, your heart is full of joy, and if your heart is full of joy, and then you can't help it but also to be happy. And when you are happy and you praise God, scripture says, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Somebody say, I've got authority. Somebody say, I've got authority. You see, as Christians, we are so bad ex- exercising this authority that Isaiah said that you see, in that day, he says that, I can't remember the exact uh, um, verse, but it says, in that day, you shall be introduced to the devil. And you shall say, is this the one that was tormenting us? He said, is this the one that was tormenting us. Is this the one that was causing me to be broke and causing me to be despaired? Is this the one? And it says that they shall be weeping on that day. Because you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to believe the devil when you look at them. Given this, the, the amount of authority that God had given unto you. But you didn't tap into it. And when you, when you don't tap into that authority, they shall be weeping. Say, I'm in control. I am in control. 
Thank you, Jesus. The issue about thanksgiving is not a religious issue. It's not a church issue. It's a lifestyle issue. Where you learn to be thankful. And when you are thankful, it evokes spiritual authority. And when you are thankful, it taps into the joy of the Lord, which is your strength. You gotta be learned to be tired of being tired of being tired. And when you're tired of being broke, or when you're tired of being sick, or when you're tired of not achieving anything in your life, you gotta be able to evoke the spiritual authority of God through your thanksgiving, through appreciating and through saying, Thank you, Jesus, for all the things that I've achieved. I mean, Rachel was saying that she looks back into the year and says, what have I achieved in the past year? And then you say, thank you, Lord. And then you look forward for things that you believe in, for things that you want to achieve, and then you say, thank you, Jesus. It evokes spiritual authority. Let's look at uh, Second Chronicles chapter number 20 from verse 1. Mm, let's see at, um, what Jehoshaphat did to tap into spiritual authority. Second Chronicles, chapter number 20 from verse 1. Where is my Second Chronicles? Tapping into the spiritual authority or exercising your authority to evoke the spirit of God Nehemiah sorry, uh, 7 Chronicles chapter number 20 from verse 1 now the Bible says it happened this that the people of Moab with the people of Ammon and others besides them came to battle against Jehovah Oh, how do you pronounce these names? Against him. <laughs> they must change these names. Eh? <laughs> then some came and told him, can I say him? Yeah. Oh, Jay? Some, some came and told Jay, <laughs> saying, a great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria. And they are in that place. <laughs> Which is another place. And Jay feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. You see, sometimes when you don't know what to do, you just have to ask help from the Lord. Amen. So Judah, uh, where am I? First one. So Judah gathered together to say to ask help from the Lord and from all the cities of Judah that came to seek the Lord. Then Jay stood in the assembly of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord of our Father, are you not God of heaven? And do you not rule over the kingdoms of the nation? And in your hand is there not power and might? 
the power belongs to God, but he has given you the authority to exercise the power. So that no one is able to withstand you. Are you not, are you not our God who drove out the inhabitants of this land before the people of Israel and gave it to the descendants of Israel, of Ab Abraham, your friends forever? And they dwell in it and have built you a sanctuary in it for your name, saying, If disaster come upon us, so judgment judgment, pestilence, or famine, we will stand before this temple in your presence, for your name is in this temple. i got to prophesy that the name of the Lord is in your house. The, the name of the Lord is in your business. The name of the Lord is in your career. And cry out to you in, your, in our affliction, and you hear us and save us. And now, here, we, here are the people of Amon, Moab, and Mount Seir, whom you have not let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but turned from them and did not destroy them. Here they are rewarding us by coming to throw us out of your possession that you have given us to inherit. You see, this is the devil. He wants to throw you out of your position that God has given to you. And scripture says that God will cause all that you have lost to, lost to be returned to you sevenfold. O oh, our Lord, you will not judge them. So, O oh, our Lord, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, neither do we know what to do, but our eyes are upon you. Now all of Judah with their little ones, their wives and their children stood before the Lord. Then the Spirit of the Lord came to another J, the son of Z, the son of B, the son of J, the son of M, a Levite of the sons of Asaph in the midst of the assembly. And he said, Listen, all you Judah and all you inhabitants of Jerusalem, and you King J. Thus says the Lord to you, do not be afraid nor dismayed because of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours, but God's. Tomorrow, go down against them, they will surely come up, up, upon, so they surely come by ascent of these, and you will find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jericho. You see, now God is giving them some battle secrets. He's spoiling the party. He's giving you some better secrets. This is what God will do into your life. He's going to give you some better secrets in the marketplace. You're going to know, those that are in business, they're going to know where to go. Because the Lord is going to reveal the better secrets to them. But before I go on, I just want to emphasize one thing. Praying or praising God and then doing nothing will not help you. I mean, you've got to tell Christians this thing. See, people come and praise the Lord, then they go home, then they sit. Money does not grow on trees. But you've got to go into the battlefield, into the marketplace, and you've got to start learning to hustle. You see, you gotta be the one that gets to to work at seven. Amen. 
Yes, and uh, work the extra mile. You gotta be the one that is last to leave the workplace. You gotta be the one that do two or three jobs. You gotta be the one that work more than anyone else. Then your praise will have some substance. You see, if you praise God and then you do you don't do anything, you're gonna be frustrated. And nothing is going to happen in your life. It's not going to happen. You gotta learn to work. You see, Christians have got a problem with working. Christians have got a problem with working. You see, when you go to most companies, you see people or Christians that spend more time during work either, I don't know, reading the Bible, drinking tea, or something. You see, Christians have got a problem with working. And then, when they are asking, when you ask them what's happened, they'll say that God shall supply. He is not going to supply anything for you. He is not going to supply anything for you. You gotta learn to work. You gotta learn to have a work ethic. You must be the one that is known that if they want to achieve anything in, in that company, they must call you. Or when there's a crunch in the company and they need something to deliver, they must call you. You must have the spirit of excellence. The person that works the most than any other person. And then the Lord shall supply all your needs. Christians have got a problem with it. I don't know why. Is it me? But probably it's just me. But Christians have got a problem with working. People don't work, eh? Uh uh-uh, uh, they don't work. But they can quote the scripture for you. And worse off, they always quote the, the nicer part of the scripture. And the Lord shall supply all my needs. Or oh, I am the head and not the tail. But you are not working. Okay, now I'm digressing away. That was a side comment. You see, even Paul. I mean, the Bible says in the book of Acts that Paul was working with them during the day, making tents. And then at night, you would then preach. See, the guy knew that there is a, a need for you to work. And at some point, he even says that, he said, I work so that I am not dependent on you. That you may not go around and say, ah, you see that guy, we are the one that feeds him. No, he works on his own. Okay, moving on. Where am I? That was a side comment. So verse, I think verse seventeen, right? He says that now this is God say, this is God speaking. You will not need to fight in this battle. Position yourself and stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you. O Jude and Jerusalem, do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord is with you. Verse 18. And then Jay bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all the Judah and inhabitants of Jerusalem bowed before the Lord, worshipping him. And then the Levites of the children of that tribe, and the children of that other tribe, stood up, stood up to, to what? To praise the Lord. This is Thanksgiving. So they knew how to tap into the power of God. 
So they stood up to praise the Lord with their voices loud and high. So they rose early in the morning and went into the wilderness. And as they were out, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, you inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God and you shall be established. And remember, it says that thanksgiving establishes your faith. Believe in his prophets and you shall prosper. And then he had, and then he had consulted with the people. He appointed those who, who should sing to the Lord, or who should give thanksgiving to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of his holiness as they went before the army saying praise the lord for his mercies endures forever and now the bible says in verse 22 and now when they began to sing so they were in a battle and they put the praise people in front and the praise people begin to praise the lord or they begin to give thanksgiving and then they, that evoked the spirit of the Lord. And now when they begin to sing or evoke the spirit of the Lord, the Lord set an, set an ambush against the people of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. For the people of Ammon, Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. Now they, begin, they, begin to, they began to fight against each other. You see, they began to fight against each other, and they, when they and when they had made an end of the inhabitants of Syria, they helped to destroy one another. So, when you praise God and when you evict, evoke the spirit of God, the enemy begins to fight against himself. Because you know, that's the, the when you give thanksgiving to God, it paralyzes the enemy, and he begins to fight against himself now when Jehoshaphat and the people came to take away the spoil now this is the good part so they didn't fight the enemy the enemy fought himself and he destroyed himself and then the good thing about this now when the enemy has destroyed himself because you have evoked the spirit of God you begin to enjoy the spoils of the battle now the scripture says that when Jehoshaphat and the people came to take away their spoil they found among them an abundance of valuable on the dead bodies and the precious jewels which they stripped off for themselves more than they could carry you see when you evoke the spirit of god you begin to enjoy the spoil but the spoil of lord are such that there will be more than you can be able to carry on your own and they were there three days gathering the spoil because they were so much and on the fourth day they assembled in the valley for the for they for they they blessed the lord therefore the name of the of that place was called the valley of something until this day tell me when you find this place probably you can try and google it so the, the good thing about this i think i'll stop here because of time the good thing about this passage of scripture it says that once you learn to evoke the spirit of authority through praise give through praise and thanksgiving god begins to you you authorize god to act in your life pray or thanksgiving authorizes god to act in your life 
So you evoke the Spirit of God. And when you do that, the Bible says that you then begin to enjoy the spoils of the battle. And the spoils of the battle will be so much that you cannot enjoy them on your own. You also have to give to other people. It will take you three days of just gathering the spoils of the battle that you didn't fight, but of the battle that the Lord fought against you because you know how to say, Thank you, Jesus. Just say, Thank you, Lord. Just say, Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I just want you to spend another one minute. Just thank the Lord for anything that you can think of that He has done for you. Just think about it and say, Thank you, Lord. Just think of the good things that the Lord has done. Just think of the wonderful things that the Lord has done and say, Thank you, Lord. If your right hand is sore but your left hand is fine, just say, Thank you, Lord, for the left one. That is fine. Yes, I thank you, Lord. Yes. So I say thank you. If you've managed to achieve something, I say thank you, Lord. Yes, just learn to say thank you. Mm. For Jesus has paid everything. Just say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, between the I receive and the it is in manifestation, increase in your thanksgiving for it to establish your faith. Yes, I say thank you. Yes, thank you, Jesus. Establish your faith. No complaining. Yes, no murmuring. Just say thank you, Jesus. Yes. If there's zero cents in your account, I say thank you, Lord, for I know that next this time next year there'll be a hundred thousand in my life. Thank you, Jesus. If you are not employed, you can just say thank you, Lord, because I know, beyond knowing, that this time next year, I will be employed. Thank you, Jesus. Every hour, thank you, Lord. If you are breathing, just say thank you, Jesus. Yes, if you are expecting a house next year, I say thank you, Lord. If you've just started a business and you want it to grow, just say thank you, Jesus. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. 
Yes, thank you, Lord. Thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Just like Jehoshaphat. Just say thank you. For we know that the better is the Lord. Thank you for the authority, for the right to tap into that power that we can use any day and say thank you, Jesus. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Can you all stand up? Thank you, Father. You gotta learn to say thank you, Jesus. Yes. Oh, thank you, Father. Make it a lifestyle of thanking the Lord. Make it a lifestyle. Say, just say thank you, Jesus. Now, if there's anyone who wants to give their life to Christ, wants to take this opportunity to just say thank you, Lord. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for you paid the bill for me. Thank you, Lord. Just lift up your hands. Thank you, Jesus. If you are not feeling well, and you know that by his tribes you were healed, and you want to say, Thank you, Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you for everything. Father, we bless your name. We are thankful in our hearts and in our spirit. We are thankful in our lives. Because we know that you will not withhold any good things from us. You will not withhold any good things from us. And because we know that you love us, and because we know that you want only good things for us, we can say thank you, Jesus. We can say thank you, Lord. With our thanksgiving, we tap into your power. Father, we bless you. As we go out today, Father, as we go towards the end of the year, Father, we thank you. We thank you for things that you're going to do between now and the end of the year. And we thank you for the things you're going to do in 2017, Father. No more powerless religion. No more coming to church Sunday after Sunday and there is no progress whatsoever. No more. Because we can say thank you, Lord. Oh, we thank you, Father. Father, we thank you for the authority that you have given us. For you say the heavens and the heavens belong to the Lord, but the earth has he given unto the children of men, unto us. So we thank you because we have got dominion over all things that is on this earth. And anything that is under the earth, we have dominion. We have got the authority and the power to change things. We have got the authority and the power to establish and to achieve all the things that we want to achieve. We thank you, Father. And we bless your name in the name of Jesus. And everybody says, Thank you, thank you, Lord. Somebody just give a round of applause to God.